we are looking forward to an awesome time together as Garland and I share with you and share the word that God has been depositing in our spirit. You know, one of the things that he's been talking to me about is about our decrees. I know that we say and talk about this a lot. And the reason that we do is not for the purpose of trying to be redundant, but it's because there's power in our words. And so if we go back to the book of Genesis, in the beginning, God created, we're aware that the creation took place. Everything took place how? By the spoken word. And God went on in the book of Genesis after he created, you know, uh, man and uh, Adam and Eve, you know, for, he created man and then took from his side a rib and created Eve. And and it was in that time frame that God began to make it, you know, clear about how that man had been given dominion over the earth. So dominion is authority. We've been given authority over everything, over the animals, over everything. We've been given that authority. And then due to Adam and Eve's failure, then sin entered the world. You know, we know the, the story how that, that Satan, Lucifer was a archangel who, um, opposed God. He allowed, uh, his rebellion to rise within him and he was hurled out of heaven with one third of the angels. And so that's the demonic realm that is constantly at war with us. And that brings to my mind just all of a sudden, um, passage and also a little song that, um, our, our friend Prophet Kim Clement had written, those who are with us are far greater than those who are against us. We even see that in the realm of the angelic forces because two-thirds of the angels are still fighting on God's side for us. They are messengers and they are fighting for us and they are warring in the heavenlies for us. But it's only one third. It's, you know, those who are with us are far greater than those who are against us. And so we, we sometimes can allow the situations in life to bother us. And just out of our human nature, it's to voice negativity. Oh man, I can't believe this is happening. Can you believe what they just did? Can you believe, you know, and we allow so much of the negative to come out of our mind. And listen, I'm not sharing tonight to put anybody in a bondage and say, well, hey, you know, because I can imagine you're you're probably at this moment, your thoughts and responses to me would be, wait a minute, we're just humans. We're just real. And that's true. But man, if we would stop and calculate how many times we say negative things and then counteract that with how many times we say positive things. I was a young girl. The first time I heard a sermon preached and the title of it was, But God. Negative might be happening, but God always shows up on the scene. You could, you know, I encourage you, go into your concordance. You can do it so easily now on the internet. Go into your concordance and and look in the Bible and put in the words, but God, and see how many times, because there are many times when there was tragedy and impossible situations all around, but God showed up on the scene. And in the New Testament, the Lord told us that greater works than what Christ did, we would do. I can't, I really can't imagine that. I can't totally conceive that in my mind because man, Jesus, the son of God and all the miracles that he performed in the 33 short years he was upon the earth. And so when we become aware and sometimes 
when life gets tough, we have to remind ourselves that in spite of all the adversity that's around us, we were given dominion authority. God the Father, God the Son, Jesus Christ, they are our examples. And we're to follow their example, follow their lead. And it was through the word, the spoken word, the declaring, the decreeing that life came into existence. We've been given the authority to subdue, to overtake, to walk in dominions. I don't know what you're dealing with, but from the onset of this broadcast tonight, I just want to give you an encouraging word and tell you God is for you and his angelic hosts are for you. And I want to encourage you that when you're tempted to speak about how bad things are, stop and reflect for a minute. Just, you know, pause. You know, you've, you've probably heard that saying, practice the pause. Well, sometimes it's good for us to practice the pause. Don't just open our mouth and speak the first thing that comes to our mind. We need to speak what God is saying about our situations. What did God say? Did God say, you know, that you have this sickness and that there's no hope? Or is that what man has said? God provided a way through the, the death of his son and the resurrection of his son for us to walk in total supernatural health. So God says we're healed. We are whole. We are restored. When I'm weak, he is strong. God, God had Paul, the apostle, to write letters that are in the word of God. Paul wrote the majority of the New Testament and in numerous of his apostles and also, I mean, in his epistles that he wrote the letters he wrote. And also <clears throat> when James wrote and Peter, Peter talks about your adversary as a devil roaming about, but they talk about the warfare we have, but there's a myriad of ways that they refer to it that we, you and I and you and those here with us, it's up to us to conquer our thoughts and to change our mindsets. I read a meme the other day and, and the essence of it was this, you know, when a baby is born, it typically, if everything's going the right way, as long as it's not breach and as long as there, you know, there's not, you know, C-section, all those things involved, typically it's the head that is birthed first. It's a great analogy to our, our thought life in the way that God births things in our spirits. God gives us a dream. He gives us a vision. He births it in our spirits. But before it can be implemented, it's got to come through our head first. Birthing takes place head first. Got to transform our mind first, renew our mind, change our mindsets first. Our our declarations <clears throat> will be proper and they will be what they should be if we have taken the time to crucify our flesh man and to allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us, to change our mind, to change the way we view things and, and allow us to speak positive things. Now, it's not a name it, claim it type of thing that I'm talking about. But the word is very clear about it. We've been given the power to speak to this mountain and it shall be removed and cast into the sea. And, and too often we lean the other way. And, and I just want us to guard our minds. It brings to mind, you know, a while back I, I did a message about, um, we can cancel 
the promises and the destiny God has for us by our complaint. And we've seen that many times in stories in the Bible. And I shared them in that message that night, how that we can cancel our destiny and the blessings God has for us by our own complaint. And we've seen in the word where people brought judgment upon themselves by their negative confessions, by their critical spirit and things of that nature. And we don't want that to happen. So how do I deal with that? I've got impossible situations all around me, Pastor Beverly. They're just impossible. I don't know how to, how can I speak positive? Well, we have to go in and, and grasp some scriptures to focus on. Or maybe if you've received a personal prophetic word at some time, maybe that's what you need to use. Because in, um, I believe it's in, I forgot which book it's in right now. Garland, I remember, I think it's in Timothy. It says, take the words that you received, the prophetic words, and you wage a war with those words. So you're waging a war with those words, those promises. And you say, well, I've never received a prophetic word. That's okay. You've got a Bible filled with promises and prophecies just to you. It's filled with them. You don't have to have some prophet come in and speak to you. You've got his Bible at access. You've got it accessible on your phone. on your computer and hopefully you have a physical Bible or two or three or four and probably different translations and study versions in your home. Find a few verses that you know we're going to help encourage you and commit them to memory. And when the enemy's coming against you, use those words and wage war. That's how Jesus, our example, came against the devil when he was in the wilderness, fasting, it came against him with the word. Again, an example, using the word. We got to use the word. We got to fight the enemy with the word, but it begins, first of all, in our mind. Allow the Holy Spirit to transform your mind and to do a work in you. He wants to do great things for you. He wants to be, uh, uh, show you how much he loves you. He wants to show up on your behalf. You know, I'm convinced that your perception is everything, even when it comes to the Word of God. It gives us, it determines the outcome of where we're going and and what we're going to be doing in that time of where we're going. So training ourselves to speak the Word of God in our life, over our life, is very important. That we study the Word. The Bible speaks and says to study to show yourself approved. That you know the word, that it's hidden in your heart, that no man can take it from you, nothing can take it from you. No, no uh, destruction, uh, no depression, no oppression can come to steal the word from you. It's, that's what you fight with. The Bible speaks and says that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. <laughs> sharper than any two-edged sword so that, that you can use it to fight in the battle that we're in called life. You say, well, life shouldn't be a battle. Well, folks, life is a battle. Yes, it is. It's it's a struggle at times. There's times we have good times. There are times that we have struggles. And so, I, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about the mindsets of churches today how the, um, and believers. How that we have a mindset that healing is not for today. That miracles are not for today. That the gifts are not today. Prophets and apostles are not for today. That's all early church. When when did God change his mind? The word tells us that God is the same yesterday, today, and he's going to be the same forever. 
So what, what Christ did on the cross, what Christ did in, in dying and then rising again is, 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 is the key to our walk with the King. It's our key to walking in the kingdom of God. The majority of Christians don't believe that healing and divine health are included in our walk today as a believer. And this is sad because what happens is we, we take on a mindset that that is not for us because we heard somebody that was disgruntled with the church or something happened in their life that they didn't receive their healing and therefore they were disgruntled and say, well, healing is not for today. Well, it is for today and it is for every believer. But the problem that we have is through different means, we have been taught these things and we have to look at the word of God to see what the word says, not what man says, because even in the interpretation from man, there, there is a mix up in that. But if I can get to the word and understand what the word actually declares, then it could be that I can receive my healing, that I can walk in divine health, that I can have what God says I can have and do what God says I can do and, and, and walk in his provisions and not just enough, but more than enough. You know, that, that when I understand his word, then I have something to fight with. But if I don't understand the word, then I suffer, as the word says, for the lack of understanding or the lack of knowledge. And so the average Christian is unaware of the healing provision or the supply that God has for us is simply because he or she does not study the word of God. And that's a, that is a true and a powerful statement right there is because we don't study because we don't, we leave it up to someone else to interpret the word for us and to give us their opinion. Well, what if the person that is interpreting doesn't believe that the atonement <laughs> of what Jesus went through sets in place for our healing, our deliverance, our prosperity, all of the provisions that God has for his children. Christians are weak and sick and in dying is an evidence that God's people perish for the lack of knowledge. Think about that just for a moment. Let it set in. A lot of times people are sick, people are weak, and they and, and people say this, well, God allowed me to go through that. Well, really, did God put that on you? Did God put that sickness on you? Did God put that stumbling block before you? No, he didn't. And, and, and the reason he didn't is because he sent his son to pray to pay the price so that you and I can go back into the original intention that God wanted man to walk in. And that's to live free from sickness and free from disease. We, we can count on God for healing just as we can count and trust him for other promises in his word. You know, then if, if you trust his word that you're saved, then why can't you use the same faith and the same amount of faith and trust him and believe for your healing? It's because we have a distorted view. We have misunderstandings and we don't know 
what the word of God says for us. God doesn't change. So where did the change come in at that we now take on the mindset in many settings that healing is not for today? I think a lot of it comes because people are too lazy to dig into the word and too lazy to have a prayer life and they don't want to engage in the battle. They just want to take it as it comes. Well, that is a slavery mentality. That's a mentality that we we believe in God, but we're still bound. That we believe that we are Christians, but we're still enslaved. We're still snared by the enemy. And so we take on these mentalities and these mindsets that prevent us from moving forward in the things that God has for us and being victorious in every situation in our life. You know, today I'm I'm going to go through some scriptures and we're going to talk about Christ, what he's done, that not only paid the price for our sins, but he also paid uh, for the curse or the consequence of our sin. You know, the Bible speaks and says that the wages of sin is death. But Jesus already paid the price, not only for the sin, but for the consequences of that sin. Now, that, that, may be, that may be something that we have to take a moment and wrap our mind around because we've been taught all of our lives in many settings that you got to pay a price because of what you've done. Well, if Jesus already paid the price, then why do I have to pay for it too? If I'm a believer, if I'm living in the world, then there is there are consequences with that. <clears throat> there's, there's the laws of sowing and reaping, and I understand all of that. But what I'm talking about is this mindset that we're living under a curse or we're living in a curse. Sickness is a bondage, and it's a yoke of the devil. The yoke is destroyed because the anointing, when Jesus Christ, the anointed one, took care of sin, the sin problem, by becoming sin, he took care of all the other problems as well. He didn't just say, okay, I'm just going to pay for sin, but they're going to have to pay the pay the price. No, he paid the price in full. <clears throat> He was the substitution. I'm going to show you in scripture. He who knew no sin became sin. He took our place for us. You know, I'm going to go several scriptures here. And if you, if you have a pencil, piece of paper, take some notes, write these down, go back, rehearse them, put this in a place where you can, you can go back and study again and, and look at it. And so, so that you can remind not only yourself, but remind the devil when he comes against you, um, what Jesus did for you. Okay, so I'm going to go in Exodus chapter 15 from our first verse here and uh, read from that point. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. And I'm, I'm reading out of the King James Version. And said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will not, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear 
to his commandments and keep all his statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now this is Old Testament. Now when you look at this, it's saying, it's saying there's some things that we have to do as a believer. And, and he said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Are you listening to the voice of God? You say, well, I'm not hearing his voice. Well, are you reading his word? Because his voice is in his word. And everything that we hear, and, and I know that there is a, there is a, a craze right now in the church. Uh, for the prophetic and it's been for, for many years now, which, which I deeply, deeply appreciate. But anytime that prophetic word gets out of alignment with the written word, we need, we need not pay attention to that. All, all of the prophetic word is going to line up with God's word. And this is why it's important that we study the word of God so that we know that when we come into a service and our heart is open to receive from God, that we can close that door quickly right. if, if it gets out of balance. Right. So, so studying the word is very important for believers. It's important that we, we entreat the word of God, that it's a matter of life or death in, in our studying of the word. Now I'm going to go into Psalms and uh, read to you in chapter, um, let's see, 103. Uh, and I'm going to begin to read in verse 3. This is talking about Christ, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Are you, are you, are you hearing what the Bible is saying here? The Bible is telling us that he has redeemed thy life from destruction. So, so what, what can destroy our life? Yeah, number one, sin. But when we ask God to forgive us of our sins, we ask Christ to come into our heart. Then our sins are forgiven. And, and what goes with that is our iniquities, with our dis the destruction that the enemy has set before us to try to destroy us, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things. Satisfies your mouth with good things. In other words, the things that I, that I'm going to bring into my life is going to come in through my mouth. Okay. I know I have ears, I have eyes, I understand that. But the things that I eat, the things that I take in, what I feed myself, I can feed myself words that are negative. I can feed myself um, uh, 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 destructive things. I can, I can meditate on those things and look at those things and fear begins to drive those. And I can start eating of those things or I can eat of the goodness of his word and those things have no authority in my life because I refuse to have it in my life. 
Hey, this is Garland Bilbo with my wife, Beverly, and we want to extend an invitation to you to come and be a part of our church. We have a wonderful time. We're teaching the Word of God. We believe in the Holy Spirit, and we believe that God has miracles for us today. It's not just Old Testament and not just of the old, but the Word says He's the same yesterday, today, yes. and forever. If you need a miracle, if you need to understand the Word of God on a whole different level, we want to invite you to come and join us. You know, we have a passion to reach out to those that are hurting and broken and bring restoration and healing to them. But we also have such a passion, as you were sharing, about the Holy Spirit. Because we want people to know that the Holy Spirit wants to work miracles, bring deliverance to you and yours today. It's, as, he, as you said, not just a thing of the past, but He's moving today, the Holy Spirit speaking today. And through our ministry, we're reaching out not only to the adults, but we have dynamic children's ministries, wonderful teachers who have a passion to pour into your children. Come and join us, come be a part of what we're doing. Bring those that you love so they can experience the Holy Spirit on a whole new level. So we want you to come and be a part of us. God bless you and we'll see you at Praise Church.